The mid-1980s was a time, some of you may remember, when there was a phenomenon of corporate raiders going through this country. And I was living in Los Angeles at the time as a certain place that I liked to shop. And uh, I'm not going to mention the name. I did last night, though. Um, and uh, it, was a, it had a very good concept of one-stop shopping, you know, something like Fred Meyer. In my opinion, it was way ahead of its time. And there was this corporate raider that suddenly initiated a hostile takeover bid of stock and, and offered the stockholders a very good price with the, the idea was that he would take this company and break it into pieces and sell it off and the stockholders would make a lot of money. And so the, the, the place involved, which was a place I really liked to shop in it, I was thinking already about becoming a priest, it was around 1986, and uh, so I, I was watching this with very great interest. And the company began to try to fight this off. What happened was that in the process of the back and forth that went on with this hostile takeover is the company ended up, they ended up, uh, 19,000 people lost their jobs. And last night, I looked it up on the internet. Somebody helped me out with some details because I've lost the article that I'd read. I kept all these years. And apparently the collateral damage in the, in the LA area was about 86,000 families that were, that were affected by this, by this 100 store closure that occurred. This was 27 years ago. It was very interesting because I was sitting at the auction last night, which was just a lot, so much fun. And by, by pure coincidence, if you want to call it that, uh, I was sitting next to somebody, probably the only person in, in the church here, where, whose brother had been laid off in that, in that, in that disaster 26 years ago. And also another relative, so two relatives, in church here today, touched by this, this, this thing that happened. And I bring this up because there was a really interesting interview with the individual that initiated this. And it, it was, he was asked the question, and this is why I want to find the article, but I remember exactly this particular part of it. It stuck with me all these years. He said, you were very, something to the effect that you were very successful as a company and made lots of money by what you did, but in the process, 18 some, 18 some thousand people lost their jobs. How does that affect you? And he said, well, it was bad for them, but it was good for me. It was bad for them. It was good for me. How's that for a worldview? Do you want to live like that? I mean, it's true that there are times when companies go under if they're mismanaged and things. And it, One of the letters to the editor, because I ran into this couple who had experienced it firsthand, it, it, amazingly here, I went and looked it up and I found a bunch of letters to the editor, so many years old. And people were saying, well, legally this was, this, was, uh, this was possible. Morally it was ransomable. This is the kind of letter that was going in the LA Times. And I think the Lord in the gospel today to save us from a life that is misguided, to, to feel that 
if I hurt others, but it's good for me, that this is a good. It's obviously not Christian. And it leads to a fruitless and a failure in life. I do not want to come before my maker on the last day of my life and say, I lived my life well. Many of my actions were bad for others, but they were good for me. And the Lord's going to say, it wasn't good for you. Those gains are gone. Everything's gone. But here are the, here's the effect of your actions on all those families. Was this really necessary? Maybe it was. Most of us don't have the opportunity to do that much damage. But we all have challenges. And God puts them in our path deliberately allows them for our growth. Holidays like this, you know, often it comes from family, you know. We don't choose our family. And there's friction sometimes. How do I love people that I don't like? Christ didn't command us to like everybody. He said love them. It's not a feeling at all. It's a set of actions. More of what I don't do than what I do. So our Lord equates these actions with being his friend. He says, I, I call you friends because I've revealed everything to you that the Creator wants from you. Notice he said, I've chosen you, I've called you, I appointed you. We all have a mission in life, a series of them. They always involve other people, always. And he says, I want you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. What kind of fruit tree would I be? I'm obviously mixing metaphors. If I, if I grabbed everyone else's fruit and left them with nothing. If I bore rotten fruit that nobody could eat. If I'm an apple tree and all I do is produce leaves because I think I'm so beautiful taking up space. But that's not why I was planted. Oh yes, I'm very beautiful, but useless. It's one thing to be an ornamental tree, but if I'm... If I'm a fruit-bearing tree and I don't bear fruit, you know what the gardener's going to do eventually. So it's a warning, but it's also guidance. We don't listen to what God says. We go on our merry way. And it's very similar to when I was younger, I took this cross-country trip. Uh, I think I was in the middle of, where was I at? Oh, North Dakota, someplace. Uh, Anyway, I, I was in my... Vega. <laughs> Beautiful day like this. The top was off. Actually, it came off. <laughs> Actually, the bottom came off once. That's another story. Um, really. Um, but uh, if only these Vegas stories would fit in my homilies, I could give you about 20 of them. But, but I was driving along. You know, this was the days, I know some of you find this hard to believe, there was no GPS. No cell phones. And so I got in the car alone. I was going back east for some reason. I drove for an hour enjoying the scenery before I realized I was going in the wrong direction. But I was making great time. I, I pulled off and I just laughed and laughed and laughed. I thought, this is really funny. I was really enjoying myself until I found out I was, I've, I've got an hour in the wrong way. I don't know where I was going, but you can't tell in North Dakota. It all looks the same. You know, no offense to anybody who's from there. But life is like this. You know, we think we're making great progress in life. Imagine making a whole lot of money by throwing a lot of people out of work. 
oh my goodness, what a success we are, and everybody applauds you. Your stock goes up. But what does it look like in God's eyes? What if I'm a climber, and I step on a lot of people to get ahead at work? What if I cheat at school to get good grades? But what good is that? What kind of person have I become? What is life about? Is it, about, is it just about getting good grades? Or are we becoming something while we're going through school? Isn't that what school is really all about? Do we ever really leave school? Well, our Lord is very, makes it very clear that we cannot see God. By definition, God is at the present invisible. So he gives us other people to gauge our spiritual progress. I can pray all day long in front of the Blessed Sacrament. It's something I love to do. But if I go out and I'm mean to everybody, it doesn't mean I shouldn't pray. It means there's something wrong. And God will periodically help us to see this by placing someone or something in our path that's extremely challenging, that causes us to rethink the way we're living. And this is so, like we heard last week, he prunes us by his word so that we'll bear more fruit. Because bearing fruit is why we're here. Not only so that God can have this, this fruit at the end of our lives, but to glorify us. This is, this is what real wealth is. This is real wealth. Um, when everything else is gone, and what we acquired is left behind, the real wealth will be our relationship with others, and the fruit that that bore. So this, this day as we reflect on love, and what better day than Mother's Day, we are all called by God to bear fruit. God save us from a worldview whose essence is, well, my actions in life may have been bad for others, but they're good for me. This is the antithesis of the gospel, certainly. But we pray that God will help us to see the areas where we are called to bear fruit, called, chosen, and appointed by God.